Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about confronting a difficult decision and an iconic building that nearly failed. We take it for granted, waiting for the elevator in the lobby, and by the time we're walking around the perimeter of the building, taking in the spectacular views, we take the structure of buildings for granted. The floor beneath your feet feels as solid on the second floor as on the 52nd floor or the 92nd floor. And sadly, the world witnessed the collapse of a 12-story building just a few days ago. 12-story buildings are commonplace. They're a dime a dozen. How could a 12-story building fail? On today's show, we're talking about the Citicorp Center in Manhattan. The structure is located on Lexington Avenue and 53rd Street. The wedge-shaped top makes it one of the most recognizable landmarks in the Manhattan skyline, rising over 900 feet in the sky. This tower is also unusual at the ground level. When the building was first conceived, there was a small problem. There was a church in the way. The church was the iconic St. Peter's Church, which was built in 1905. And the church didn't want to move, so they decided to build this giant building on columns above the church. The original idea was to put one column in each corner of the building and then a single column in the center, but there was a problem. One of the corner columns would have occupied the same space as the church, so they tried another approach. What if they maintained the center column and put a column in the middle of each side of this square tower? That would present a problem. The corners of the building would be unsupported. They would be cantilevered over the church. So the structural engineer for the project, who was one of the best in the business, had a clever idea. What if there were diagonal structural members radiating upwards from each of the columns to the corners of the building? Think almost of a Christmas tree upside down. Well, it turns out that an undergraduate engineering student at Princeton University took on a thesis project to examine the same structure, the Citicorp Center. In her analysis of the tower, she found what she thought was a problem. The engineering student was Diane Hartley. Not only did she do her thesis, the folks at Citicorp allowed her to tour the building. They promised her a $10,000 stipend to have her thesis published as a coffee table book. One of the features of the tower was something called a tuned mass damper, and that damper sways with the wind in order to counteract the acceleration of the building when the wind blows. This would significantly reduce the weight of the structure. When Diane Hartley was unable to reproduce the exact same calculations, she contacted the original engineer on the tower and asked him about her findings. When the engineer heard her analysis, he had a realization that he had missed a particular test case. The building was opened in 1977 and was in the middle of its lease-up. In March of 1978, she analyzed the wind loading of the building and compared the results with the original design calculations. Almost all of her calculations matched the calculations, except for one. The use case that she found would produce the greatest stress on the building was when the wind was blowing at 45 degrees to the face of the building, that is on the diagonal. The original calculations had assumed the strongest wind conditions would be when the wind was directly on the face of the building, and she found under those conditions the wind load of only 70 miles an hour might be enough to topple the building. Because of the size of the building and the size of the neighboring buildings, a failure of the Citicorp Tower had the potential to kill tens of thousands of people. The problem was those diagonal supports were showing much higher stresses than the original design calculations. The engineer was William LeMessurier. LeMessurier realized his error. Those diagonal members were assumed always to be in compression due to the weight of the building, but when the wind blows, some of those diagonal members could actually be in tension, and those diagonal members were bolted together with steel bolts. When those supports were in tension, the bolts could shear, and the building had the potential to fall over. The first phone call was to his lawyer, and the second phone call was to his insurance company. They put together a plan 
to weld all of those diagonal joints. They put together a team of hundreds of welders, who then, over the span of three months, were working at night when the building was empty. The whole repair process was kept secret for nearly 17 years after the fix was implemented. Only the mayor of New York City, the senior leadership in the building department, and the chief of the welders union and Citicorp had the knowledge of the severity of the problem. There was an entire plan in place to evacuate a 10-block radius in midtown Manhattan if a major storm was forecast to hit the city. See, the Citicorp Tower is an example of taking immediate action when a problem presented itself. If you contrast the Citicorp Tower with the recent collapse of a 12-story tower in Surfside just north of Miami Beach, there were problems with salt water regularly flooding the parking garage during high tides. The sump pumps could not keep up, and they would fail regularly. The repairs that had been done over the years were not structural, they were strictly cosmetic. They would patch over cracks in the concrete. They would try and inject epoxy into cracks to prevent water intrusion. But of course, when the water is coming up from below, you can't get into those cracks. In the engineering report from 2018, warning of structural failure of the pool deck and of the garage was never acted upon in three years. We don't know if that was the exact cause of the failure of this building, but what we do know is there's a building on the ground and over 150 people still missing. I'm going to go out on a limb here and predict that when the root cause of this particular failure is discovered, it's going to come down to one simple thing, and that's a failure to confront a difficult decision. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>